He is none other than Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I've been bringing a piece of candy for you to look at. You might be able to taste it later, too. <laughs> Will Ferrell. I also ran into John Elway in the bathroom. He could have he given me a forearm shiver there. <laughs> he could have rammed my head. Long-snapping expert. Adam Carolla. We don't call ourselves long snapping what, experts. What do we We're, call ourselves? You just say black belt. You don't say black belt <laughs> karate expert. Black belt says it all. Matthew Perry. Our casting director said, what about Nick Jonas? He's a pretty good actor. And I said, okay, great. Someone tell me who he is. <laughs> I don't download many podcasts, but when I do... I prefer the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa John's, is your host, Rich Eisen. Welcome to the new edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa John's, and new being the operative word. I've got television cameras trained on me here, people. We are trying to improve the product. We are honing. We are maybe going next level, taking this podcast to television. We're going to talk about that later on this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast as Kara Henderson will be joined by the segment producer, Spondon Daftery, who's going to be uh, joining me here uh, in person to uh, to talk about what we're doing with this podcast, how you can see it, what we are doing to make it seen, and how we're doing um, uh, what we're doing basically to improve this thing and improve the experience of you uh, being uh, such kind listeners and loyal listeners and moving forward with us to the next level of this podcast. As for the actual show, Mark Sanchez of the New York Jets right here in person, in studio. going to talk to him about all of these uh, workouts that he has put together with his colleagues, the Jets West, if you will, the uh, player-organized workouts that are cropping up across the country. The Jets are one of the first ones to do it. What is one of these workouts? Uh, what do they look like? What uh, what can be done now in this lockout with the players only to, uh, I guess, be able to flip the switch quicker than most teams later on when, knock on wood, the league opens for business again? Warren Sapp, my colleague here at NFL Network, he's going to join me in just a matter of seconds. Uh, we'll talk football with Warren and also have a little surprise in store for him. A little surprise. We make magic happen here on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Papa John's. And uh, like I said, soon you'll be able to see it. And maybe we'll put some of the video up on uh, online on NFL.com as we're just trying to enhance the experience of, uh, of what we call the podcast here. Let's get started right now with... Uh, uh, one of my favorite colleagues to work with. And I'm not just saying that because he's sitting right next to me. Uh, part of the great um, aspects of my job are the, the the future Hall of Famers that I get to work with. And also <laughs> Hall of Famers. Yeah, I can say these things. You don't have to say it, Warren Sapp. I will say it. The QB killer, none other than 99 himself, Warren Sapp. Welcome to the Rich Eisen Podcast. It's my pleasure to be here. I have no idea why. It's... You have a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? If, if not me, then who? And exactly. if not now, then when? That's my. I you know what? I love it. That somebody defollowed me on Twitter saying I was too self promotional. Don't worry. Don't worry. I put LeBron time the other night what do you at mean? the end of the fourth quarter. You know, like LeBron time. Right. Kids say I just followed you until you tweeted that unfollow. So is that know. your phone going off? What That's is the that? New video. That's what? the new video. That's Warren Sapp. <laughs> 
That's your that's your phone. You you just taped what we I just, just videoed it and put the junk over the top of it, and you're going on so video. Uh, it's on my on video that you will then tweet out of a podcast that will be on iTunes and NFL. I just I I, I junked it. NFL.com. I junked it. What I put it? I put all kind of different stuff on it, so it kind of distorts it a little. You bit. junked it. I junked it. How are you, Warren Sapp? I am doing excellent. My what man. what? I, how are you dealing with this lockout? I mean, are you are are you as bummed about it as everyone else? Or I think we're you, a little more bummed. Because the joy of our jobs is talking about the players yeah. and the excitement and you're the transactions wrong. and the possibilities of who's going to make their team better and go mm-hmm. for that playoff run that we saw the Green Bay Packers do this year. You mm-hmm. know, that's so exciting about the job. And without those transactions, without, you know, Cam Newton getting into camp, you know, throwing the ball to Steve Smith yeah. and Steve Smith giving us a reaction to, right. you know, his first camp. You know, it's nothing like those first three practices. Right. Oh, no, it's five practices in three days. Mm-hmm. That first training camp, you get two on Friday, two on Saturday, and one on Sunday, half a day, and you're out. Mm-hmm. But those five practices let you, you know, wet your mouth. Football's on its way back. Right. You know? We haven't had that. What was your attitude this time of year when you were a player? I mean, did you, at this at this time of year in What's May? What's the day? It's, it's, it's late May. May 23rd? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's time to get it going. It's time to get the rust off. You know, get it going and almost time to... You know, get ready to take off again because you want to peak about the time that you're going into camp right. and get stronger as you're going through it. And then your coaches and your, you know, your your team take it off you a little bit as you go through training camp and get around that third preseason game. Oh my God, you're but making I, my mouth water. I'm Rich. just talking about your attitude, though. I mean, your your personal was, attitude. I mean, and 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 how it might have been different from from other guys that we that we hear from right now that are sort of... Uh... You know what? That's funny to me. Because if I wanted to take a couple of days off, mm-hmm. I'd take a couple of days off. Mm-hmm. i call the job and say, you know what? Me, the wife, kids, we going to the Bahamas a couple of days. Mm-hmm. i see y'all next week. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever has a problem with that. Right. The problem comes when they call you and say, are you coming? You say, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then don't come. That's always been the issue with, you know, right. coming in and they, there's too many OTA days. No, there isn't. You just go to too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take your time with your family, go away, and then come back. It's, right. it's not that big of a deal. So it's a not, it's a knocking of the rust off situation. Come on, Don't man! We- you must. Nothing prepares you for football, but, but so, football. So then, what's going to be more rusty than than the National Football League players this year? I mean, if we don't get if we don't get in camp. I mean, the coaches. <laughs> coaches will be rusty too. Because if you haven't made no play calls and you know get a rhythm of does that play work? Right, right. Is my comf- is my quarterback comfortable with that play? Is my right. protection? You know what I'm saying? The different stuff that go into the other aspects of the game. Because I can work on my routes, my rush, my throws, all the things that individuals have to work on. But when right. you put all eleven on the field, there's a bunch of things that go into that. Uh, did you have um, a dislike of quarterbacks? No, sort of, sort of like what Deacon Jones says all the time. Uh, uh-uh. uh me and Deacon got a whole different philosophy. How so? I love the quarterback. I know he's the prize. I just want to be around him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know that's what the girls come to watch. I know that's what they pay their money to come see is the quarterback. Right. I just want to be on top of him. I want to take him off the map as many times as I possibly could because now I'm standing mm-hmm. center stage. Mm-hmm. See, Deke wanted to inflict pain from years in Edenville. See, that's that's different. <laughs> right. He has a whole different mentality to it, and he wasn't getting paid very nice, handsomely either. So, so that yeah, he, it all he, it all goes into he it. Always. Oh my you know, god! He, one of the greatest oh. conversations I had with him involved about how much he had to do. You can talk about an off season. I mean, there was no off season for him because he had to take another job. Exactly. Back in the day. Exactly. And now here, maybe that fed into the that definitely feeds into your hate <laughs> because the quarterback don't need another job. Right, he's getting handsomely paid. When you put your fingers in the dirt, what was going through your mind? 
oh, you know what? I had a rush plan. I always had a rush plan. How so? Never be surprised by a pass. Never. That was my rule. Never be surprised by a pass, and I will trample the run on my way to your quarterback. Mm-hmm. That was your philosophy. <laughs> that was my rule. Did you think about anything specifically? Mm-mm. Just the trigger. Had trigger. The ball was my trigger. Mm-hmm. I was not going to let him hard count me and get me offside because then I had to go see Monty Kiffin, and he called me dumb and stupid. Oh, and then it'd be on. You know what I'm saying? What then, was Monty Kiffin like? Oh. You know that uncle's house that you never want to go over, but they always take you over, and you're like, damn, because you know, it, it's just not a place I want to be. Mm-hmm. But it's good times, but you just don't want to hear his mouth. Right. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great place to be. Good things always happen, but you just hate to hear his mouth. Mm-hmm. That was all. And you didn't want to. So you were motivated by by the people around me. Mm-hmm. I had you know Brooks behind me, Lynch behind me, you know Donnie Abraham on one corner, Rundé Barber. You know my guys, mm-hmm. Brian Kelly, my guys. You know that 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 was my group. That's why I wear my bracelet. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm-hmm. And we were going to be. What, what do you mean, your bracelet? You know my Get bracelet. out of here. Come on, come on. You know my bracelet? You're only as strong as your weakest link, man. Yeah. I don't wear my championship ring because it draws too much attention. It's a seven table. You, know, you can see it seven tables away. It's a seven table? <laughs> yeah, ring? seven table. See this right here? Yeah. It's a bicycle chain. Uh huh. Had to put a little diamonds on it because without the bling, yes, they the bling. won't wear it. Correct. <laughs> right. You're only and how, strong long as your you, how, how long have you had that then? Since 2002. I haven't taken it off. Since your Super Bowl year? Since our Super Bowl. I have not taken it off. Passed them out and have not taken it off. Well, you just unfortunately took it off to show it to me, though. No, but take I mean, it off and, and leave it, it somewhere. Take off without it. And mm-hmm. then, so that has a mean. It's a bicycle chain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. With, obviously, diamond studs. Just a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. That's that's a three-tabler. No. That, that's a three-tabler. What, <laughs> what, did, uh, what did Coach Dungy mean to you? Oh, my goodness. You have to understand, when I came into the NFL... Outside of the nightmare of the draft waking up from all of that mess, Mm -hmm. I get to Tampa. Tampa has 11 consecutive double-digit losses, seasons. Mm -hmm. So that's 10 or more for 11 straight years. I walk in the middle of this, and Sam Weiss is there with his cowboy hat and running a three-ring circus. Mm -hmm. Absolutely a three-ring circus. We come down to the end of the year. We're seven and eight. We're playing the Detroit Lions. We walk into the locker room. And if I'm lying, I'm flying, Rich. And I am mm-hmm. completely planted, all 300 pounds of me. Mm-hmm. Walked in, and it was orange pants and an orange jersey. Mm-hmm. You hear me? I hear you. You remember the old icicle? The, 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 the popsicle. Yeah, the yes, popsicle. sir. Sure. Yes, sir. Right. We were going to go out popsicle and popsicle, both. Mm-hmm. No white, nowhere, no. All popsicle. Paul Gruber, mm-hmm. the great left tackle from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, number 74 in your program, double number one in my heart, because mm-hmm. that's my man. He said, no. I will not wear this. As the only thing saved us because Sam was going to turn it into a circus. Not only were we about to break the oh, words with friends. I think that's, that's something that's, else I got to get you on. I think I got to get you. I got to get you on one of these two I words think with friends. Just texted you. <laughs> Sam just hit you on your hip. Yeah, because there's no way you can talk. Oh, come <laughs> my on, my bad, my bad. It was it was it was that bad. The man benched me for eight weeks because I missed the bus going to the stadium that he changed in the middle of the trip. So then what did Coach Dungey mean to you then? He freed me. I remember hearing, you know, from Johnny Randall, Derek Thomas, God bless his soul, and Neil Smith. When I heard about it, I was at, I think, the Super Bowl little gathering. I forget what Super Bowl it was, 95. 94 was Miami, 95 was where, Arizona somewhere? Yeah, Arizona. Uh-huh. That's why I saw him, and they was like, yo, you got Dungey live. I'm like, Dungey? Yeah. They was like, man, you got the man. 
So I'm hearing this from all the bad boys in the NFL right now, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just in my second year. I got to go see this guy. Mm-hmm. So I go back to Tampa. He's hired. I'm walking through the building to go find him. He's coming through the building to find me. We meet. I was like, whoa, I'm looking for you. I was looking for you. He's like, come on to the office. So we go in his office, and he sits me down, and he looks at me, and he says, I'm going to turn you back into the guy I saw at Miami. And I'm like, what? You know, because I just came out of a Rusty Tillman defense where Eric Curry was standing up like Nick Fraley is standing up for Auburn. You know, right. that just doesn't work. I mean, we're standing, scrambling, 5-2, 4-3, 4-4. We're playing everything under the book. Mind you, I've never played but one defense, and I was a— Offensive player in high school. So I'm like, this can't be what the NFL is. Mm-hmm. I mean, every new defense every week, he said, I'm going to put you back in your three-technique position. I'm going to let you get up the field, disrupt an offense, and just wreak havoc. My mouth flew open. I said, please don't tell me this if this is not going to happen. He said, son, I'm not asking you to do something that's physically impossible or lie to you. I shook the man's hand, and I said, where do I start? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, here's your coach, Rod Manelli. I said, you ready to work? He said, I'm a Marine, son. I said, well, there it is then. I said, let's go to work. And we went at it every day. Every day. And that instilled something in me that I know will last me a lifetime. Mm-hmm. That I already knew from my mother working two jobs, providing a house and food on the table. You know, and clothes on your back. That's something different. But when a man shows you how to go about your profession, oh, that's what he did for you. Yeah, he taught me how to fish, so I I leave it. I, I eat a lifetime. <laughs> he, taught <me> <laughs> he taught me how to fish. Coach, did you get all that? Coach? I did get all that. I did. And uh, 99% of it was uh, absolutely accurate. He left out one, 1%, though. Is that right? <laughs> I know that 1% you're talking about, too. <laughs> and, no, every, everything he said was true, but the, the, the last thing I said is for us to be a champion – you're going to have to help me. you got to buy into it. This is what we're going to sell, hard work, no gimmicks, no none of that. We're just going to outwork people. And if you do it, everybody else will, and that's how we're going to win. And he said, just show me the line, just show me where to line up, and I, I'm on board. And when he did that, I knew we were going to be champions. Oh, my goodness. I did not know you was on this line, Coach. I'm going to kill you, Richard. <laughs> that's the way we roll here, Lauren. Oh, my goodness. It's like sort of a this is your life moment. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that, yeah. That, that, I mean, it was. It was for me. That's why I always said I'd take a bullet for him if it wouldn't kill me. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he means that much to me. I mean, and then I I can't I can't thank him so much for the Friday nights that he let Tiana come down and babysit Mercedes so, you know, yeah. me and the wife can yeah. have good days. I mean, yeah. I mean, he, he, you, you have no idea what this man is for me. I mean, jeez. And what was Warren like uh, for you, Coach? Certainly when you were trying to uh, build a program back in the day. I mean, what, what did having somebody like Warren mean for you? Well, I'll tell you, Rich, uh, 1994, I watched those guys play in, in college. And he and Derek Brooks, I thought, had the – I thought that was Joe Green and Jack Hamm. I mean, they were that special in college. They fit the defense perfectly. They both go to Tampa, and I'm at Minnesota now. You know, we're playing against them. And I expect to see these guys come in and tear up the league. And they really did have them play in positions that weren't, that didn't take advantage of their talent. And I remember thinking, if we get these guys doing what they can do, uh, they're, they're going to be special, and, and we've got a chance to win a, a ton of games. And I sat those two guys down and, and explained, as Warren said, exactly how we're going to do it. And to see the light come on and to watch those guys go at it, not only physically, 
but then take on the challenge of being great every day. Not not every Sunday, but every day in practice. And, and Warren's right. I mean, he and Rod Marinelli, um, <laughs> it, it just was, it was the perfect match of a guy who wanted to work, who wanted to be great, and another guy who was used to driving people to make them great. And uh, it, it was special to watch, and he became the, the type of defensive player that, that everybody else was now looking for. Hey, if I can get somebody to play close to the ball who can dominate the game like this, then we can have a great defense. And he became, for the next seven or eight years, what everybody was looking for. You know, and one of the neat things, too, Coach, and I'll, we'll start talking about you like you're not in the room, Warren. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I, I mentioned this to you uh, when we spoke over the, over the weekend, Coach, is, uh, Warren, your, your, your passion for the game, that comes through on television. But one thing that I, I've noticed off camera and bring on camera is your, is your deep knowledge and love of the history of the game, as well as the X's and O's. I mean, the, the intellectual aspect of this game is something that, 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 that you clearly wear in your sleeve. How, how, how much was that there, Tony, when you first met Warren? How much of that was right apparent from the get-go? Oh, it, it was definitely there, and we talked about why the team wasn't winning, why the defense wasn't functioning well, and, and he understood it. And, and we talked about what we were going to do to make it better and how it was going to grow. And uh, there, there, there aren't great players in the NFL who aren't smart. It just, it just doesn't happen. And Warren understood what we are trying to do. He understood what everybody else was trying to do. We'd have defenses where we'd have a little – there'd be a little hole, a, just – you know the, the way the defense was structured, and he. Oh, I've heard this story many times. You, you, you basically the hole was basically to, <laughs> for Lynch to come fill up and and Brooks to come fill up. You've Listen, told this, you told the story we, a lot. We, we, we had so many trial and errors with it, you know. And then we learned how to squeeze the gaps because we left the hole too wide open, and Barry Sanders come through the hole, and Lynch is there, but Look it's out. just too big. If right. he shakes him, it goes for eighty two. So we realized we're going to squeeze these holes down. We just can't, you know, have this reckless abandonment of going up the field and. He used to teach the game so cerebrally. Like, we'd lose, and I just call it a dummy real coach. You know those five plays you'd put up on Monday and decide, you know, yeah. what it was? Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. And we'd What do you mean by that? It'd be a situation, and I'll give you one. It was yeah. a certain cornerback. Right. We was playing the Minnesota Vikings, uh-huh. and it was a 10-6 to ball game. It was one of those night games. And everything, one of the staples in the West Coast office is three by one, backside slant. And we were in a situation where it was third and six, and one of our young corners was from Texas A&I, and he was coming, he was, he was being taught the defense. And I remember it so vividly. Coach looked up and said, right here, here's a play late in the game, third. And I looked, and I said, oh, my God. <laughs> I know it's three by one. So he says to the cornerback, he said, what are you thinking right here? And the cornerback's in the back of the room because, you know, everybody's a little agitated that we lost. But now he's on the dummy reel. So instead of – The dummy reel. Yeah, that's what we call it, the dummy reel. Because we <laughs> – You don't want to be on the dummy no, reel. No, definitely don't want to be on the dummy reel. Because <laughs> it's a whole week of us preparing for this game Sunday. And mm-hmm. now it didn't happen. And now we have to be able to understand why it didn't. And he'd get up there and he said, what are you thinking right here? And the DV, instead of, you know, turning on, you know, his thinking cap and saying, okay, that's two by two, I should be thinking, you know, whatever. He didn't even know it's three by one again. And it's Monday after the fact. And I'm sitting there like, that's two by two, and he's finna go to three by one. I already know this. Mm -hmm. And he's walking him through it. And instead of this guy being, you know, tentative like, 
all right, I got it. That's a situation that might have cost us the game. I could have made a big play, picked it off, ran it back. We win 13-10 mm-hmm. instead of losing 10-6. to Instead of him seeing what coach was doing, he didn't apply himself, and he was no longer there. That's the thing that I love about him because once he taught it and put it in front of you and then it happened and you didn't recognize what it was, you were out of there. I mean, but everybody else that got it and there's a C gap, you know, oh, man, I'm out of my C gap. I mean, it would, mm-hmm. the ball would find your gap whenever you decided to be undisciplined in our defense. Mm-hmm. It would find you like a turd in a punch bowl. I mean, it, it was just that obvious. And the whole room would look at you and be like, really? That's what you're doing to all of us? I mean, we'd all look at you like you're the you're the weak link now, and you did not want to be on that reel on Monday. Is that, 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 is, that is that your coaching style to a T there, Tony? Well, what it was, especially early on, you know, we're losing game. We lost our first five games, and <laughs> I didn't want the guys to get discouraged. And I would put it okay. We lost this game twenty four to thirteen, but here's the five plays that made the difference, and here's why they happened. And it usually wasn't physical. You didn't get outrun or or you know, a guy just beats you when you're pass protecting. Here's something we went over, and we didn't apply what we learned in practice out onto the field. And when we start doing that, we're going to win. And uh, that's that's what Warren's talking about. And then eventually we realized how important that was, and you had more and more guys applying it and saying, you know, we're not going to beat ourselves. And once we stopped beating ourselves, we won a lot of games. It was so easy that way. We'd fix it on the field before we got to the sideline. Yep. We'd fix it on the field. I mean, if it was yours, you you had an obligation to our unit to say it was your bad. I mean, it was an absolute obligation to say it. If you out of your gap, say it. Because we know we have somebody for every gap. Unless mm-hmm. we're in a seven-man front and then Brooks has to go A to C. But other than that, everybody's got a gap. But how do you, how do you replicate something like this? Tony, I mean, there's so many. There's so many teams that that would love. I mean, I'm already hearing the the how you would weave responsibility into the fabric of studying as well as commitment. I could already see how you're. It's sort of a tapestry that needs to be woven in order to win a championship. That's what it sounds like, clearly. But how do you do that when you're starting from scratch? Certainly in this day and age. It really is not that hard. Most most people don't think the players want to be responsible, and they do. Uh, it was just going in and sitting down with, just like I sat down with Warren, Derek, John, Lynch, Hardy, Nickerson, Paul Gruber, our offensive guys. Here's what it's going to take. Are you guys willing to do this? And when they said yes, then you just keep laying it out and you keep showing them. And then they, they ended up, as Warren said, you know, guys would be coming off the field, hey, don't worry about that play. I was wrong. I'll be there next time. Don't change anything. We don't need to call another defense. I've got that handled. Um, but it's not, it's not that hard. It's not that hard. We make life difficult. We really do. I mean, because the time I broke my third and fourth medical call, it was a third. <laughs> I remember this like yesterday. 1999, the Denver Broncos had walked in, and I asked Coach to let us all wear, wear all white. I said, Coach, the boys want to wear all white. This is the first time we came out all white in the whole house. Man, we walked out on that field, and I remember they were backed up, and he had told me all week long, without John Elway on third down, this is pretty much going to be a draw team, so don't be looking for too many third down rush opportunities. Mm-hmm. The first one I get is <laughs> third and seven. I'm, my mouth is watering because I want to hit Greasy in the mouth for his dad talking all the trash that I wasn't a Heisman <laughs> Trophy candidate when I was in college. So, I mean, it's just some things that, you know, you have to take out some time on, on the football the son. Yeah, the, on the, the son. The father. His dad don't want none. Uh-huh. He couldn't stand it, so I won't give it to his son to tell him to pass it along. It's third and seven. <laughs> They're backed up. 
So one thing I got to do is worry about the hard count, and he's going to play action past this thing. <laughs> no, he went back, and it was draw. Mark Slorette got me up the field, and I'm, I remember screaming because I know I'm opening this hole right. too big. And if Terrell Davis get on top of Lynch and he makes a move and we're in trouble, I jumped over the top of Slorette, grabbed, grabbed Terrell Davis and put my hand right in front of him. Lynch came and broke my third and fourth metal call, but I went off the field, and I was like, never undisciplined in the defense again. <laughs> That's what happened to me, because that's what that's taught myself a lesson. I broke my third and fourth metal couple being undisciplined in my defense, and I was told all week long, the first third and seven, do not run off that field. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that one. Woo. You, is that the first time you heard that story, Tony? Um, first time I've heard it told like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but those would be the kind of discussions we'd have, and it, it, it was a learning process for everybody. You'd say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Here's why. I want you guys to understand why. Yeah. You know, hey, they're not going to put the ball in, in Brian Greasy's hand. They're going to put it in Terrell Davis' hand. They're, you know, so when you get to these situations, you've got to understand that. And at first, guys don't think that's important. You know, hey. But as you win games that way, as you lose games that way, and then they realize how important it is, then everybody buys into it. And that's when you have a New England Patriots, or that's when you have a, a Tampa Bay of 0-2. And, and it, it's pretty to watch, uh, but it takes a little while to get there. Yes, it does. Do you miss this, Tony? Do you miss this part of uh... I miss this part of it. I miss the camaraderie and the stories and sitting in the sauna and talking about these things, you know, I used to go back and sit in the sauna, and we just, you know, I know at first the players were like, what is the coach doing in here in the sauna? But I'd want to hear what's going on in their life, and I'd want to just pass on every night. Hey, remember now, first, third, and long we get. It's probably going to be draw. And, uh, <laughs> you know. He'd always do it. Come and sit in the sauna on Monday and say, hey, you, you broke your hand because you weren't thinking draw on third and seven. Oh, so, so wait a minute. So, do I take this to mean that NBC does not have a Sunday night sauna for you, Tony? <laughs> not exactly. No, because we, we, we have the not NFL Network same. sauna here. It's sort, sort of strange. I mean, we're we're cable. I mean, <laughs> I see that's a sort that. of that's a sort of that's the sort of you know. Um, Stories I, I love to hear, you know, because fans don't see this part of the game. They don't see the preparation part of it. They don't see the camaraderie part of it. And these are all the stories that uh, – that's why I wanted to – did I surprise you, Warren? Oh, you really surprised me. It was the greatest thing ever. look on his face. Greatest time. thing ever. Greatest thing ever. And I, I got to give you the greatest line he's ever given us. Please. We're in the playoffs. First time we get in the playoffs and, you know, old giddy team, you know, we out there, you know, bouncing around and we get into a little skirmish, the O-line and the D-line. <laughs> And I think it was Pep in the center, but whoever, I mean, it was a good one, though. I mean, a good two or three guys in uh -huh. it. Bro. Next thing you know, we hear TD coming, and he's coming across the field. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming. Hey! And we looking, I'm looking. I wasn't in the skirmish, and I was kind of happy I wasn't in the skirmish. So I would not feel the fury of him because once he, once those eyes and the attention goes to you, oh, my goodness, you shrink like the littlest boy in the room. He yelled, that better have something to do with winning. And we all look like that has something to do with winning. And you say, you playing with people's money. <laughs> it was over. Because playoff, it was over. We still say that to this day, Coach. <laughs> it was over. You playing with people's money. It was over at that point. I'm like, okay, everybody gets this 15. Let's get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is that a line you came up with off the top of your head, Tony? Or, or? Well, no, that was, that was true. 
You know, I told them, hey, the regular season, that's you guys' money. Playoffs, that, that's my money now. So you can't do nothing around. That's what I'm telling you, Coach. So you playing with people's money. It, it was on. It was on at that point. Fantastic. Oh, my goodness. Hey, uh, Coach, we, you know, uh, you're welcome on this podcast anytime. You don't have to come and surprise Warren. I, I'd love to pick your brain on so many different subjects. I really appreciate you taking the time here. Well, thank you. It's great to be on with you, Rich. I always enjoy it, but uh, being on with 99 is special. Oh, man. Anytime you got TD on, you just holler at me, and I'll come in and make a special appearance. There you go. Tony, thanks so much for calling in. All right. Thanks, guys. Good speaking with you, Coach. That's it. All right. That's Tony Dungy. That's another future Hall of Famer. Oh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. That's another future Hall of Famer right there. Yes, sir. How about that, huh? Oh, my God. I got chill bumps, Rich. I know. (laughs) it, It looked like you were tearing up. Hey, man. I hadn't talked to my man in a while, and I missed a you know a fishing excursion with him because the guys down in Tampa, uh, Alessi Bakery, they ooh, best red velvet cake and cupcake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like my sweets. I do. So they were having a little fishing tournament, but I had to go watch the baby play, you know, soccer and oh, lacrosse. Yeah. So I ain't got a chance to kick with my man in a while. Right. I brought back some good memories. That's why this podcast. Oh my this God, po- the podcast. Po- the podcast makes dreams come true. I, I like the podcast. You do? I love the podcast. See? I love you know what I've been talking about I like the now. podcast now. I got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Warren, this is the first of many times, hopefully. Oh, it's good. That's it. Let's get it. Let's get it. That's Warren Sapp here on the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa John's. Now we've got uh, a change of pace. We go from Warren Sapp, who kills quarterbacks for a living back in the day, to one of the best young quarterbacks in the National Football League today. And also, uh, stop and stop. I, the the female staffers here have been a bit um, uh, in a fog for the last hour or so, and I think the reason why is because we finally found somebody more dreamy than myself to come and hang out at NFL Network. Tough shoes to fill. One sap and you, Mark Sanchez. Yes, sir. How are you? Doing well. Of the New York Jets out here in the flesh. Good to see you. Good to see you as well. So, uh, Jets West. That's sure. what you've been. That's what you've been doing out here with your your teammates. Correct. You, you organize the team, player organized workouts for the Jets. Correct. It was uh, it was an offensive skill camp. Right. And it started off behind the idea, um, you know, we need to get some off season work in. This we did this last year for the first time. Right. This second go round, second installment was even better. I think the most important thing was getting the work in. So each day we'd install. Just mm-hmm. like training camp, you know, we'd install day one and then day two, and some days were third down specific, some days were red zone specific, and just for the young guys, uh, Jeremy Curley, Scotty McKnight, mm-hmm. uh, Jeff Cumberland, these younger guys to hear the cadence one more time, to hear the play call one more time, the concept, you know, to get some things corrected in their alignment and split, and then go out and run it, was great. Then to have help from my family, my brothers, mm-hmm. from Ladanian Thomason, Dustin Keller, Braylon, Braylon made it out for a couple of days. Mm-hmm was huge and to see the kind of work that they put in right in the off season when nobody's really watching when it's just us uh we had food for them i was in i was at my old high school you catered that's so you, right you catered all over uh, everything you can imagine in and out wahoos in and out. mexican food from olamendis it was great but, that but strike in and out strikes me as counter to the whole concept of working out though. well we had to make it fun it's about to say i mean but you world-class athletes you, you can you can hammer down <laughs> right. a, a double double animal style that's right and still because if i did that i would be asleep a half an hour later <laughs> seriously well, was, we did it kidding. after the workout of course okay. but uh 
the most important thing was getting the work in, and we definitely did that. Right. Um, with the help of LT and, and a lot of the veterans, my former coach, high school coach Bob Johnson, was nice enough to facilitate everything. We had him in a classroom. I'm, I've drafted up some playbooks that I used from an old playbook last year. Mm-hmm. Made a new one, put a Jets West logo on it, <laughs> handed them out to the guys, and we went right down through the PowerPoint presentation. And it was it was perfect. We did that in the classroom. Went on the field, ran the plays we talked about, watched the film in the classroom. No kidding. And then um, you know Monday night we went to the Lakers game, mm-hmm. game one when they were playing the Mavericks. And it broke my heart. That was and a then, loss. Uh, I didn't even yeah. have to ask you which game it was because they, you know, they it were, they were all they were it's all okay. losses pretty much. It's okay. Right. I'm still a Laker fan. And then mm-hmm. uh, later on that week was Cinco de Mayo, so we took him to one of my favorite Mexican restaurants uh, down in Orange County, right by the water. It's called Javier. So it was okay. a blast. Fantastic. Um, and so PowerPoint. I mean, this because some of the workouts you hear are a little bit haphazard. Not everyone's there, right. but uh, you essentially. We're taking the playbook that uh, that you've had for the last couple of years, right. and just recalling, I guess, what Schottenheimer's been doing this time of year anyway, and just replicated it out That's here it. in 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 California. And in the playbook I had that I made copies of, there's all my notes scribbled in on the side, uh-huh. so it gave me all the talking points that I needed, and it was easy, and the guys kind of followed along. But no kidding, it was perfect. We had Brunel out there. Uh, right. We had a competition each day. And uh, one of them was a water balloon toss. So everybody puts their names in a hat. Mm-hmm. You get a partner. You toss the water balloon. You catch it. You back up. The winners won uh, two iPod or iPad twos. Nice. Um, we had a field goal kicking competition, and Kevin O'Connell won a won a Vizio sixty five inch three D TV that was donated. Where are you so, donated? That's right. We um, we did it big this year. It was good. I was about to say, can I come to Jets West? Because I'll, I'll be throw invited. a water balloon if I can get an iPad two from it. <laughs> the third annual. The you're third. Invited. Okay. Th- well, actually, you know what? I hope there's never a Jets West again right? in, in uh, under these circumstances. Correct. Let's put it that way. Because normally you have been doing that in March of every year. Uh, we did pretty it much. We did it last year in July. In July. Okay. So, so right before training camp. Right before no training camp. How are, how how is the lockout affecting you? Is it driving you nuts? Because it's, it's driving just, me nuts. It's driving the me uncertainty crazy. is a little a little different. I don't know how long I can be out here on the West Coast. I'm excited to get back. Yeah, you and can hang just here start for a playing. While. You can hang here for a while. <laughs> um, it's it's funny though. I mean, I'm I'm never home this much. I haven't been at least in the last two and a half years. Right. And you know, it started off with okay, I'm seeing my parents a lot. I'm seeing my family a lot. And right. then it's like, hey, Dad, you want to go get some dinner? And he's busy. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? You're busy. I'm home. You're supposed <laughs> You're to hang right. out with me. Now so they're, they're used to they're this. They're tired of me. <laughs> they're tired of you. Wow, that's funny. But, I mean, it, it just seems to me that um, this is the time of year. Right now we're finally beginning to get to the point of the lockout where it's begin. It's going to affect things. Right. Right. I mean, I mean it seems that way. And do, it's would you, unfortunate. Do you, think, do you think you could get – I mean, boom, you're in Cortland on the drop of a hat. Um, in July, without any of this OTAs, do you think the Jets would be able to look as crisp and as clean as as you'd expect it to be? I I think honestly, it benefits the teams that were good last year, and mm-hmm. the teams that the longer it goes, the easier it'll be to acquire those free agents again. I would assume. Right. So the teams in the Final Four and the championship games right. who made it deep in the playoffs, mm-hmm. it only helps them for teams trying to play with a rookie quarterback next year. Right. I mean, I remember my head was spinning after three wins my rookie year and going through OTAs and camp, and it was still going way too fast for me to comprehend. So for the Blaine Gabberts and Cam Newtons and uh, Christian Ponders, I mean, this is a tough, tough time. So 
anything they can be doing right now is the most important. But when you have a team mm-hmm. with a Peyton Manning, with a Tom Brady, with a Drew Brees, with a Mark Sanchez, <laughs> I'll throw it. Not in there. quite. Not okay. quite. Uh, when they when you have those guys right. in command, then it's easier for you know me to call Brandon Moore and Nick Mangold and say, hey, let's get together, let's talk protections, let's figure this out. The other guys don't even have that avenue of communication yet. So. Braylon said he thinks he Smith and Santonio. I hope so. Can do it. They can all come back. He thinks that that it's possible. I love it. I'm sure you would. <laughs> Makes you, things a lot easier, uh, don't you think? I mean, but but do you th- do you think that's at all possible? I think it's possible. I think every time I start to think negatively about it, I just remember after my rookie year saying, "Man, look at all the free agents we have. Mm-hmm. What are we possibly going to do next year? There's no way we can make it back with losing all these guys." And look what happened. I mean, we're on. Hard knocks with the Cromarties, Jason Taylors, Braylon, Santonio. I mean, it was ridiculous the kind of talent we had. So right. um, that's that's what Mike Tannenbaum does. That's his third and six. That's Rex's red zone drive. You know, that's what they do. And Mr. Johnson, that's what they do. Right. So um, as difficult as it is for me to try and fathom, okay, how much money would he make and what would he do and what are his benefits and bonuses and all that, that's, you know, that's their game. So it's uh, – I've, I've – faith in them and, and confidence that they'll assemble the best team possible and make things as easy on me as possible. Where are you in your development, you think? What, what do you think? Um, you know, I think just being consistent is one of the most important things. I mean, it's how, I mean you're, you're consistent in probably giving that response, too. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But how, how, do, you, how do you do you that, You know, and, and studying just my first year, it was kind of a roller coaster, and I went through that midseason slump. Well, this year I made it through the midseason and did pretty well, and then towards the end we lost about two or three of our, out of our last four, I think. Mm-hmm. And it was the debacle on Monday night against the Patriots and then playing terrible at home uh, against Miami. Mm-hmm. And it was those two games in a row that just kind of – I just remember that Patriot loss kind of hanging with me. Right. I wasn't myself the next week. And that kind of stuff can't happen. You know, it's – yeah, your first, second year, okay, well, you're going into your third, fourth, fifth year. This is when it's time to really pick things up and stay steady the entire season. So there's going to be bad games, I understand that, but not hanging on to any of those bad emotions and feelings and stuff about a game prior. So, um, you know, the, the one thing that's been constant and which is important is playing in the playoffs, and that's been something I've, you know, I've really thrived and elevated my game. So it's a, it's a matter of... Uh, keeping the entire regular season there, and then once you make the tournament, just getting even better. I love so it, the tournament. What's this Facebook page all about? Uh, it's it's new to me because okay. I've I haven't had a Facebook since college, probably. Um, you mean been, like just three years ago? Also, like sophomore year college. <laughs> oh, okay. So it was like five years ago. Come okay. on, man. Um, <laughs> season vet. You are. Hey, listen. Yeah, right. you are, <laughs> bottom line is this. I mean, whatever, whatever you know, your age or whatever it is, you're right. I mean, six. Playoff appearance, playoff games, okay? Four playoff wins already, most in Jet history. And the four playoff wins on the road tied for most NFL history. We gotta win some more. We gotta win a home playoff game. Well, you gotta play one first. I know, right? that's what I'm saying. So I'm, I'm sorry, your Facebook page. So your, Facebook, yes. it's facebook.com slash official Mark Sanchez because there's some imposters. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. But <laughs> uh, basically, right. it's behind the scenes content of Jets West. Stuff like today, I go visit Tribuco Mesa Elementary School where mm-hmm. I went to school, visit my former teachers, 
that kind of stuff, playing handball, getting my butt kicked today out on the out on the blacktop by 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 a fifth like grader? fifth graders. Yeah, it was rough. Wow, I was I got a good workout in. It's good cardio, but I was pretty tired. <laughs> that's and, an off season workout. Yes, right there. that's right. It was a good off season Wednesday workout. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that kind of stuff, exclusive interviews, just stuff that you wouldn't see anywhere else that doesn't mm-hmm. quite make the big time major media like NFL Network, I but it makes you Facebook stuff. So thank you. It's uh. It's fun. Uh, fans get to interna- interact with uh, with me and and stuff we're doing, um, charity stuff. And then the Jets West gear is going to be on sale real soon. Nice. The Mission Viejo hats will be on sale real soon. I wore it in a right. press conference, and they sold out of them at school. So all that money is going to go back to Mission Viejo and then um, charity donation How stuff. How about n- so. n- number six? Uh, what is it? The firehouse after your dad? Is that that's what right. What is the it? Firehouse. Uh, Orange County Fire Authority Station 6. Okay. Is there going to be some of that? Cute? I don't know. That's a good idea. I am that's trying really idea. to just take your good idea and improve it. That was good. That's what I do here I at like the podcast. That. I, just, will... <laughs> I always want you to leave here a better person. For, yeah. yeah. So that, I, that would be neat that's stuff. That's good. Because that's why really you good. wear number six, correct? There we go. Because based on your dad's... Uh, that's right. It's a station. Fantastic. Listen, I'm, uh, you're being pulled in 15 different Uh-oh. directions here. It's what we call the car wash here gotcha. at NFL Network. I'm going you're gonna through doing it. this. You're going to be doing stuff for right. for everything else. And then Total Access, we're going to be speaking to you about that later. Sounds good. No, thanks for thanks for coming on yes, the podcast. Yes, sir. Anytime. I appreciate that. Yes, sir. Mark Sanchez of the New York Jets here on the Rich Eisen Podcast presented by Papa John's. And now we get to the uh, get something off your chest segment. Kara Henderson? Is that what we're calling it now? Well, you didn't. I've been calling it hot topics, and and you made me seem like I was Sherry Shepard because it's that's that's what they call it on the View, right? I mean, it is. I think you're more Joy Behar. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's that sort would of the be June, more... New York Jew thing. You, is, you, is, you is went there. Right? You went there. I, went I there. just, you know, I'm just no? saying. What are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> I've got the Joy Behar in me, uh, and joining us here on uh, on uh, this, we got to come up with a name for it because now you're making no, me. No, but that's think. just a you're segment within me... the segment. Get out, get something off so your then, chest. So it's, it's not the what whole do we got to come up with a name of the segment? Then? Well, let's ask Spoon. Spoon, the segment producer, Spondon Daftry, right? That's correct. Spondon, you got it. Uh, Spoon, welcome to the podcast for the very first time. Thank you, NFL very much. Network segment producer, and also. The man who is going to bring help bring this podcast to television. That is the goal. Rich. That is that, the goal. That is the goal. Rich. You are. You are going to be. We're. We're going to. We can't call you the segment producer of the podcast. Well, because he's going to be the actual producer of it. Well, so that we need to. Well, I don't. I don't want to. I'm not uh, management, you, so I can't you have give the titles. To promote me? I don't right. have. I don't have that authority. Um, I think you could probably give yourself that authority. You seem to be. How good do at I that. do that? How do I do that? You just did. I think. All right, you're the producer of the podcast. Great. Uh, well, actually, Chris Law. What, what is what does that make Chris Law? Can we not have two producers? You're a co-producer of the podcast. Perfect. Um, and he's a. We have to give him. We have to. None of them. None of us call you mm-hmm. by your real name. Spoon. No. No. So yeah. He's spoon. And, so uh, we went from a worm. Spun. Spun. And you because how many people call you Spand and Daftry? Too, too many people. <laughs> too many people. <laughs> Elementary school teachers. Span and Daftry. Yes, it's horrible. Spandon. Spand and Daftry. I've dumbed it down for everyone. Please call me Spoon. <laughs> spoon. You've dumbed it down <laughs> for everybody. Okay. And so now we are in the normal podcast room, but now. How many cameras are on us right now? We have six cameras, Rich. We have six cameras. Wow. Four, four locked off cameras, and we have two cameras. David Fowler is operating. Here. What's the name of that? What, what do you call this camera, David? Speak up. You can hear him. Uh, 
Panasonic. No, 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 oh, no, 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 no,
In that's my the cutoff. That's the cutoff. In Kara's world, that's the cutoff. In my world, that's you realize that many listeners of this podcast she's insulting. show up. I'm just she's saying, plenty of their players. I'm not saying it's for. You know, I'm just saying this is a personal preference. I just so maybe. You know, well, how about this? How about this? How about this? Going to a game, you can wear a jersey at a game, right? You have a problem with that? Fans going to a game. She does. She does. Jerseys? I just don't. I she just now I'm not knows. a big fan of grown men in jerseys. How about just grown my men sitting thing. in their own living rooms? That's though, my are you by yourself too when you do this? I don't know. That's the only question. No, I will ask I, I, you. No, about because that. you can't get Steeler games on local TV out here. So I'm at a bar right after game day morning. Yes. I go home. I, You're a segment I, producer I, on on the Emmy nominated NFL absolutely. game day morning. I run home right. at ten o'clock. I throw the jersey on mm-hmm. and I walk over to the local bar and mm-hmm. I sit and you watch there. your Steelers. I watch Steelers. What if it's a four? What's it for, what if it's a late game? What if it's a uh, one o'clock start out here? Well, with game day morning, I, I go home. I try to take a quick nap if I can because I've been up for twenty four hours. Nap, so. right. Do you nap in the jersey? No, no. <laughs> just the jersey. It's like a sixteen year old girl <laughs> sleepover party. I wear just the jersey. It's so long because mm-hmm. I got it. Now the time. visuals are getting awkward. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> They we don't have we don't have zero of this. Since Spoon is really a six foot. What are you six two? Six three. Six three. That's no good. <laughs> so you you wear the steel. It's, it's a Greg Lloyd. It's a Greg so Lloyd jersey. Is, is throwback. Uh, so is I guess that's yeah, the best uh, throwback. Or no, is it I mean, like I, old. Like I, it's what it, it's you used old. to wear when you were absolutely young yeah. enough yeah. to have this. Appropriate when I was allowed attire? to wear a jersey. Yes. When I was under the age of fifteen. In the Kara Henderson rule book. Yes, exactly. Mike Del Tufo. Do you have a Do you have an NFL jersey of any sort? Do you think? Do you have an NFL jersey? I know you've got NFL hats and golf shirts that you wear, get for nothing. I would love to see Mike Del Tufo's closet. Can we do like a crib style segment for the podcast? We do that we now. Go, oh, and it's basically boy. just going to be. Do you have an NFL jersey? Which I have NFL? every team hat. That is one of the things I do have. I have every all 32 teams hat. How do you display this? I'm just curious. I'm, not, I'm trying I, my to My entire get... top row of my closet is filled with hats. See, and now then... we can roll in B-roll. We can go to his house. We, we can shoot that. We, we can just... roll that in. Some nice for the video. Podcast. For, the podcast. Shoot, for the podcast. TV show, we can. You know? It's this is. I'm just coming up with great ideas. Compos- yeah. Like this right. podcast is cracking wide open okay, as so we talk. Me, let me give you another visual. So, yeah. so Spoon was my producer um, at the Super Bowl. 43, we figured yeah, out, yeah. when the Steelers and Cardinals were playing. Mm-hmm. And we come down in the field for the last part of the game. And we're in the, if you're, if you're yeah. looking towards the Steelers end zone at that point, we were on the left. And Santonio Holmes, was it second down? First down. First down. Yeah. You almost Give caught one right in front play. of you, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so I'm standing was... right next to Spoon because we were kind of mm-hmm. crowded in because it, obviously it's you know really crowded. And we're in the back corner of the end zone. So coming directly towards us. Right. Is what could be the Super Bowl game-winning touchdown pass, mm-hmm. but it goes right through Santonio Holmes. Hands. I mean, the ball comes right. I mean, it, it, I think it might have almost hit me. Yeah, I mean, we're we're at the exact angle. Right. Spoon hit me so hard, I think I cracked a rib. It was, it was hilarious. It was Elbowed? What do you? Oh think yeah, it was like it was, just, it was just it a reaction. Been, yeah, it was just a natural reaction. I think I might have grabbed a mm. rib or punched a rib, or it was more of like. <laughs> I can't. You can't, can't swear. Yeah, yeah, we can't. No, no, don't can't. do that. This no, we don't want to do that. No, 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 no. Too. Come on. So, we don't want an explicit rating. So on I always got my rib either. cracked by Spoon at the Super Bowl. But then, you know, next was it next down or two second, downs yeah, later? Second, second down. down. Next was down. When the opposite went, end. Yeah, yeah, opposite two end. feet in. You know, and, and I was standing with Dion and uh, Mooch um, rooting so hard for no touchdown there because I predicted 
at the end of NFL game day morning, that morning, yep. it would be the first overtime game in Super Bowl history. So Never it was thought. all about me at that sure. point in time course, for course, me. Right. As, as I think all it's always... You? Yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. Um, at the time, I didn't have a broadcast. Now you're starting yeah. to embrace this, at least. I'm embracing yeah. yeah. All about so me I was, I was, hoping, I was like, please, like, about... the Steelers could have won in overtime for sure. all I care. You didn't care about that. No, no. But I just overtime. wanted overtime. What an incredible. That was incredible. Oh, it was unbelievable. That was... But it was really we just fun got being down with on the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know yeah. what we were going to do if the Steelers lost because, I mean, I was going to have to drag him around. Like, well, you really? know what? Because we were going into the loser's locker room. We were going to the loser's locker room. Kurt Warner gave perhaps the greatest, like for me, mm. like it was, he was so gracious yeah. in defeat. It was probably the best oh, he's a, loser post-game yeah, interview I've he's, ever he's gotten. Because yeah. let me give, he's, he's a Hall of Famer. It, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. I think he sealed but the Hall of Fame can, that See, now night, we can roll way. in, we can yeah. roll in this video, right, of Santonio Holmes and the pass goes through and you could probably, we could probably We'd even find, us, we yeah. could spot shadow yeah. us. Kara and I, you can see us there. I mean, we're next to a lot Well, as they say in the TV business, we can work on that and post. Absolutely. We can post that. We could. See, these are all the things yeah, we can do now. Great. You're so excited. Yeah. Look at, I can <laughs> tell. Look at, look at his face. I'm excited. He's so excited. I always thought that this was the natural progression of things. So what are your yeah. what are your Danettes going to be called? We were trying to figure this out. Now, listen, they won't be Danettes. They won't well, that be would be awkward because you're be, not Dan. No, I'm not Dan. I don't have the hair of Dan. Uh, but I did learn, I did learn the self-promotion uh, egocentric view of the world from yeah. Dan Patrick. Well, you've you've taken all, it and you know, to new heights. Have you've I taken really? it, yeah. No, yeah. Come on, but uh, yeah, Dan did. Dan did teach me. That, it's all about. It should be all about but, you and yeah, I, yeah, and how to treat others. Yeah, and, yeah I got that from Dan. It's working. Left that out of the ESPN and, book. I was going to say, did that make that the book? Make the ESPN <laughs> book. <laughs> did not make the book. I, I, couple, the I got a couple chapters book. of that book. We could probably write. How many times are you in the book? Yeah, Carrie, were you not? You were not. You were not. You were not interviewed, huh? I was not. But if anybody wants to, <laughs> yeah. I could have had some stories. Yeah, let Cara, me tell you, Cara, how we're all three. Were... All three of us are ESPN. Alumni. Yes, yes, yes. Alone. When were you at ESPN? I was, after I left, uh, though, right? Two weeks after you left, I think. Is that right? I think so. I, I came in June two thousand three. Yeah, so I left probably... May of two thousand three. By yeah. the way, my 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 eight year anniversary end date of Sports Center is this week. That's uh, a random anniversary yeah. to keep. <laughs> Hey, okay. listen, uh, I remember my last yeah. Sports Center, of course. Well, there, um, it, but I love going out and about with you. People still think you're on Sports Center. That's true. Yeah. You know how many people say that? Oh, man, I wake up to you every morning <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not on NFL Network in the morning that much. And they're like, what do you mean? They say, what do you, what do you, what do you mean? What do I mean? And they, they swear that I'm still on Sports Center. And I feel like asking, I'm like, am I, do I do I look like Neil Everett? You know, I don't think so. But a lot of people still think I'm on SportsCenter. I can see that. That happened a few months after I was out here. Um, on, uh, I'll never forget that. I was at the the NBA All Star Game out here. I guess that was 2003 or something like that. Sure. And um, somebody comes up to me and says, "Man, I watch you every morning." I'm like, "Well, you haven't watched me every morning for several months because I'm not on ESPN anymore." I think at that point, it's they see someone they know and they want I to guess strike so. up a conversation. But nobody, so it's, it's it, but they, I wasn't on anywhere at yeah. this point. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this I was, is pre DVR. I was gone from May of '03, and the next time, now are we starting saw me, a rumor? Some, some guy? No, it's, it's true. Guy. No, it's true. This uh, he came up to me, um, and I'll never forget it because he says, um, "When I said I'm not on SportsCenter anymore." I'm on. I'm gonna be on the NFL Network, and he looked at me. He goes, "Are you all right?" <laughs> and how did you I answer go, that? I'm like, I'm, I'm fantastic, and I'm like, if you want, even though I'm standing in front of you, I will breathe on a mirror to prove it. <laughs> 
I thought of you, you know? this weekend, by the way, because okay. remember, uh, Rich and I have known each other forever, and I'll never forget, we went out sometime in New York with my friends and your mm-hmm. friends, mm-hmm. and it was just 12, and the only people that ever came up to you really mm-hmm. weren't like hot chicks. No. This is before <laughs> your wife, Susie. It was 12-year-old boys. Like they were, the, they were like your fan base, yes. uh-huh. and so I had a little bit of that this weekend. I was at our school family campout, mm-hmm. and it was basically me and all the fifth grade boys sitting around a campfire, like right. talking football. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I thought of you, but that's that's our fan base right there. That Those is kids, our fan they know more. There's no question about they it. They know more about football than anybody else I know. I've had my first uh, uh, distracted moment. Because of the television cameras during that conversation. Were you looking at yourself? No, 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 no. David Fowler is lifting up a camera, that P2. And as he's lifting it up, uh, I mean, uh, uh, it's okay. Go back was up Was he there. bearing a midriff? It was, yeah, it he was. was more he than was mid- bearing no, 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 a midriff. No, 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 more than midriff. It was, yeah. There are some creases that uh, were beginning to form right around the, the, the waistline. Oh, do we have and, color, too? Because I think your cheeks are really red. Can you put the, the camera back in yourself? You've got to, like, give... Before, Flip it around. Yeah, before we shot the the sap segment to start this podcast, he's like, "Listen, I'm going to be roaming around with the camera. You know, I don't want to, to, to distract you." And I, I'm sure Warren yeah. didn't mug the, to I the believe, camera at all. I believe I told David I've never met a camera I've been distracted by in my entire that, that is, right. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And, and but now it, it's the first time. And it wasn't really the camera, though. In fairness yes, to the camera, true. So. But the only, Are we going to roll in shots of his midriff? No. I was about to say. Probably not. not prob- probably, no, probably probably make not it. Make the cut. Uh, right. Probably not going to make the cut. Taint going to be distracted further. <laughs> David, you get my drift. <laughs> lovely. That's uh, lovely. So, uh, what fo- do we talk football? What are we What are we talking? <laughs> I've never been <laughs> what on. What are, we, are we, doing? what are we doing this segment? You know, we talk some football. Yeah. We usually do. But what are we talking about right now? This is the worst this is bad. We talk about this like the, the Brandon worst. Merriweather rule, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, I really, mean, like, blah, I mean, the grazing blah, rule. Blah. The grazing rule is a good one, but besides that, that launching, so. you don't like the launching rule? No, I don't. I that's going to add too much. because you're area. that's because you're a Steelers fan. Yeah. Well, your your boy was on Twitter already. Was he? Oh what yeah, he, he was saying who? people who make the rules are idiots. Mendenhall? No, not uh, that boy. <laughs> we got a couple. James Harrison. Oh Harrison. But I would think that he would like the grazing rule. No, I'm not saying that rule in particular, but oh, just the just the additional rules rule, for hits rules. and such. Bottom line is, I spoke to Rich McKay about this. He basically said, hit anybody between the in, in the chest and uh, and the sternum, and 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 maybe right away, right around where Fowler just showed me. <laughs> that that's fine. That's what they're trying to do yeah. with all of these rules. They're trying to just don't hit with your head, don't. Hit people in the head. And if period. Remember, and 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 if you if you if you if you hit somebody like Ray Lewis hit Dustin Keller, great. You know that is that's what they're trying to do. And I said though, with this new rule that you know used to be no longer defenseless if you had two hands on the ball and two feet on the ground. Now, even if you have that, you're still, still considered defenseless until you show a football move. I guess I said that is because unless you show the ability to duck. Or protect yourself, or avoid a hit. That's when you're no longer considered defenseless now in the NFL. And I'm like, well, now is that mean you have to judgment, include a, a lot football of judgment calls. act? Yeah. I'm like, that's a lot of gray area. Mm-hmm. To which he responded, "Fine, great, as long as we're protecting people and getting people to hit in the strike zone, and as long as people uh, are actually hitting people, because that means we're playing football. Yes. That would also be good. Well, that I think that goes without saying. I'm not but, saying this as just as a Steeler fan, but that Willis McGahee play from two years ago. In the, yes, if that's game, now illegal. That's illegal, but if you watch the play, he takes a step and a half, almost two steps after he catches the ball. Mm-hmm. So 
now and he did, and he did begin to duck his head a little yeah, bit. But Rich it's... McKay said on the phone to me that plane specific was legal, legal. Now, now illegal. illegal. I know, mentioned the other one was the Sidney Rice hit uh, Asante by Asante Samuel in last year's Vikings yeah. game with the uh, Eagles. But in the Eagles Colts game, the hit where 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 somebody grazed the side of Peyton Manning's helmet. And the Eagles' subsequent sack of Peyton was wiped out by a 15-yard penalty because of that contact with the helmet. That will now that's great. that flag yeah, will like now that. be picked up. I like that stuff. I like the yeah, kind of incidental contact ones. Yeah. How about Ray Lewis's um, thing about uh, crime will now be committed if there's no football? On I Sunday. hear him. I hear him. Stop it. I hear him. I hear him 100. percent People are going to go, you know, pillage. At, no, 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 at no, 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 noon, no, no. Here's what it, here's here's what Sunday? I here's what I think he means. Okay, what I think he means is there are certain people who are off the streets. Because they're watching football, and if there's no football, those people will be back on the streets doing something that but they might not want to do. That's, I don't yeah, think. That's I don't eight think, hours on a Sunday. Sunday. But I don't think. I don't think he means the entire country. You'll see crime rates go up. That it's suddenly, certain, you know, that suddenly a father of four, you know, will run into a Staples sure. and start looting. You know, I mean, <laughs> for for more toner for his copier. You know what I mean? Browns, I don't. I don't think. On. I don't think that's what Ray was referring to. I of just course. think that there is a, a segment of the population that stays out of trouble for that eight hour I, I was window. Say, but does that pacify them yeah, for the rest of the yeah. week? Are no, they I mean, not? I don't know. Are they not the but same that, people who I, I see who are who are lit out of their minds at you know at bars and you know. I don't know. I think that's I what think he meant. That's be, what I think he meant. There might be some. I, I, I don't buy it. Uh, I'm with that. I'm with Peter King on that one. I don't buy it. I'm having a little trouble. Buying, yeah, buying that as well. Only because it's eight hours a day. It's eight hours on a Sunday. Yeah. So what happens on Monday? Eight, they go back to committing crime. Maybe. Maybe. No, no, but then there's Monday, Monday night football. Maybe it's Monday night, night crime that we're talking about, <laughs> or Listen, Thursday night crime. Uh, this is what I think that's he means. That there is that there is a segment of the population that between the hours of East Coast one and eleven o'clock. Uh, is on a Sunday sitting and watching television and staying out of trouble because of it, because of the football aspect. Are you trying to get Ray Lewis oh, no, no, on the podcast? No, no, no. no I, I, but this is what I thought he meant. And now between the hours of 1 and 11, these people will not have something to do and have the opportunity now to do something that they shouldn't have been doing or wouldn't have been doing. I think that's what Ray meant. Okay. Okay. I don't uh, buy I'm gonna, it, but I... I'm going to wait and see on Yeah. That really? Yeah. And I do want Ray I, back I love, on my podcast. I know. I you're, you're, wasn't he the himself. first guest? He was the first guest. He's phenomenal. Well, that's just, why. I mean, I mean let, let's be honest. He was, he was one of the best and interviews he was, yeah, you've ever and then, had And then he here. came on. He was, he was super after that. Are we distracting you? You You're got not, your BlackBerry? No, no. My, I mean, because I know you like calls, to I'm getting get calls, and I just want to make sure that, uh, Why don't you just you know, turn it off? Uh, uh, no, no. I'm getting a call. I just want to be, hey, listen. You know, you got two young kids at home. You don't know. Can't turn off your phone. I have one. So can we, so, so, um. Can we delve further before we stop into the uh, kindergarten? Aspect yeah, I was things? waiting for someone else to bring that up. Can first, we... first, I got to do one thing because it's become now. I'm not going to do this every week, but people love them some shout out. People love them some shout out. Oh, on the podcast, they do. Okay, they do. So I, I sent a tweet out this this morning. This is Tuesday. At Kara Henderson. At Kara Henderson. Wednesday? Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. When you down, you down. Whenever you download it, it's whatever day it is. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. it's that day. Mm-hmm. And I sent a thing out saying, "Hey, first, <laughs> first, first three people to tweet me back get a shout out on your podcast." When I did it a couple weeks ago, I got uh-huh. like fifteen. Uh-huh. It was like hundreds. Hundreds, hundreds of people, hey. just like everybody wants. Everybody, so the first people three in, love them. Some, some shout outs, out. great. Okay, so Aaron Biederman and sixty one and Dale W Lewis, that's for you. Dale W, just for that, Lewis. they love that. That's great. I like it. I, I, I love it. Do you that's want it to be more of like a competitive thing? Like, if to what? What do you? I, don't know. I mean, it's just a a lot of build up for 
a for second three and people. A, for but second that and a half. That's all they want. Actually, that's all they I, want. I have to. I have to agree with Spoon I mean, and the producer side of him. You didn't present that. Very, I mean, you you just you just you just yeah. you just blew through it. So let's well, let, let okay, uh, maybe maybe the proper Mike, Mike Mike Mike. Is there music? Let's get now. Let's like get shout? some production. Or is there somebody, that, is there somebody it's, it's that can shout Cara, really well here? Cara, I, mean, I feel like Letterman now. Is there any Kara I mean, Henderson shout out music that you did all three? Just Mike, maybe. what do you, you got? Gonna produce, you're going to produce like the whole thing. I've been. I've been. Wow. <laughs> this does add a little yeah, bit of drama. Aaron Biederman. <laughs> yeah, that sounded like Bob Shepard. And sixty-one. Now getting a shout out. <laughs> Dale, Dale W. w. Lewis. Lewis. See, Number this, three. This they're going to appreciate. This they'll really appreciate. See, now that was better than what it was better. just okay, thirty we're seconds improving. ago. I'm just, you know, I'm just throwing it out there, and we can workshop it. We can <laughs> workshop it. <laughs> we did just workshop it. We did. Now let's get to the yes, let's get to the please. meat. Um, potatoes oh dear! Here. What are we? What are we meeting? Kindergarten, kindergarten teacher. teacher. Oh, I, I'm not going to say her name. Don't. But, but, don't. What's, but what's really interesting? She has the same name as my college roommate, which is not a very normal name. Spondin? It's not Spondin. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, so Should I tell her I'm, I'm trying to set her up with a utensil? You haven't told her that you're trying to set her no, up? No, I told her that I had a, oh, okay. I had a guy okay. in mind, but okay. I wanted to run it by... Because maybe she downloads the podcast. You don't know. <laughs> you never know. You never don't know. judge yeah. books by you covers. Never, yeah. They could know. be Rich Eisen podcast downloads. I'm not judging. You know, what, what are some details of this kindergarten teacher? What, well, what do we got? Uh, she ran college track. Ah, okay. An athlete. Uh, an athlete. Athlete. Mm-hmm. And she's 27. I, we're talking about this woman I didn't even, I haven't even like. You said you're going yeah. to fix her. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's good enough. That's good enough. We can also How about this? How about this? How about this? Or we can have people tweet, you know, if they if they want to date with Spoon, we can have a little tweet up. At your bar. At your local bar. At your local bar. And you can wear your Greg Lloyd jersey. That's how they know it's you. Maybe wear some pants with it. I'm just yeah, thinking. I'm just thinking aloud. I'm workshopping this. So, uh, what is your Twitter address? You know, what I love. Is, I love seeing Mike Del Tufo's reaction from here. Great. I mean, That's what I'm I love about it. Because now the it's Del like we have an audience. Like Del Tufo, if I make him laugh, you can see her through we, the glass we, we now. Have we made spoon? Did we make spoon laugh? Did we just make spoon laugh? Responded. A homeless woman responded. Then you did it for worm from Seven Eleven down the street for worm. Yes. Oh. How did it she was respond? At homeless Seven Eleven. That was a, that was her Twitter name. Are you serious? No, I'm kidding. Come on. Oh, uh, I, I thought the, that was for real. Me too. I was like, how did she get on there? At Spoon Thirty Three. At Spoon Thirty Three. At Spoon Thirty Three. So you've, you've got a lovely picture there. Your Thank avatar you. is great. They're, it's Thanks. it's very like you yes, know dashing. Really it's very dashing. How many women download the podcast? Do we have numbers? On oh, well, I don't know if we have the demo break. We know how many people in Slovakia. We just don't. I heard. Know I actually, was, we don't know the demographics. My favorite one was Myanmar. No, Suriname. Because Myanmar, I didn't know they could get the internet there. Great. Without without the okay from the from, from the, the government. Junta. Um, so uh, let's but here, but there I, weren't any from India. Let's there, come up with well we can now that we, we yeah now that you have that, me on the show out. yeah that's what I'm saying we're, the, about, we're, this is a, this is this is yeah, merely the Indian outreach. How about some program. pickup lines for the how, what how do you pick up a kindergarten teacher? That's a very good question. I, I need uh, how about suggest. this one? Oh dear, here we go. We're workshopping. We're workshopping. That's great. How'd you like to color between my lines? I've got a built-in sharpener. Oh dear! No? Oh wrong? dear! <laughs> what else? I throw something out there. I throw something out there. My kid's too young yeah. for kindergarten. Right, okay. I haven't been to kindergarten I mean, since I was there. I mean, what, what okay, other? What, what else do they do? They, um, some crafts. So, they, there's snacks. There's snacks. Mm. There's nap time. Nap time. Uh, nap time. Nap time. 
I like it. Yeah, I think recess. Mm. We got recess. Mm. What what is nap? I mean, nap time's a little too forward, though. Don't you think? Yeah. I don't know about built-in sharpener. Was not. It's not too (laughs) subtle either. That's a subtle one. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I think I, I think nap work. time might be a little nap time. Yeah, yeah. share nap time. I don't know. Is, is come on, let's, 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 let's give it to us though. I mean, it's we gotta LA. hear it come out like of you your. Gotta, it's you, gotta, you gotta throw yourself out how, there. Uh, how, how how you know? How would you like um... <laughs> snacks? Yeah, snacks? Hot lunch. Hot ABCs. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, how about say? How about you come back to my place and we work on our penmanship. Kindergarten penmanship might be a little early. It's a little strong for them. Penmanship? It's like a fourth grade. Flashcards. Flashcards. Flashcards would be good. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. These are good building blocks, which I guess is also is another one. Yeah. See, but that's that's no good. Like, I, I think this first date has been a good building block. See, I don't know, as, that as doesn't work. To, do you want to see my built in chart? No. Quiet time? No. Quiet time. Yeah. Time Let's out. Have some th- oh. oh, you've been a very bad girl. <laughs> I don't know if this is making the TV portion. I'm, I'm going to guess not? it. I don't know. Oh, come on, that's the good stuff. It is good stuff. It is. It's well, really that's the good stuff. stuff. So, so we've got, so now uh, to wrap things up, yep. you get all this material, you head to an edit bay now? I'm going to head to an edit bay uh, 10 minutes ago. And I'm gonna, he's also uh, heading to a bar with these great lines you now have. <laughs> yeah. I, I might skip the edit bay. And go to the bar. look out. <laughs> uh, so you go to the edit bay. Yep. And, and we have about 90 minutes of content. And you make this cat <laughs> sing. You make yep. this bird sing. We're going to take this down to about 22 minutes, and we're going to oh, put this on. How do you do that? I don't know. God uh, bless. Now, now I'm going to feel pressure. I'm going to feel pressure to pressure. say something no, really no, that's funny. We do the podcast. It's just yep. shot by six cameras, yep. and uh, Del Tufo can chime in with whatever uh, off-color homeless joke he cares to make. <laughs> by the way, that was the first one uh, uh, in the history yeah, of the podcast. Yeah, we haven't had one of those no, before. I don't think we're going to have another either. Uh, Are we taking and, his and, microphone so away? So there are microphones. Every, now, we'll never take the microphone away. Actually, what we'll do. That would be ironic. No, no, but. Ha! Ah, how about that? If we took the microphone away from him. the audio that guy? That won't hurt him. We would take away his discount on NFLshop.com. <laughs> so 30% off. That, please don't do that. That will hit you where you live. <laughs> That'll leave a mark, Mike Del Tufo. I know. Um, Okay. Yeah, so we want to keep the podcast the way it is. We're okay. just going to start shooting it every and week. Pe- and so this is just for in-house purposes. This, now, right? this episode Maybe this we'll is a put pilot. something up on NFL.com. I don't see why not. I mean, we're going to have a, a, you know, a full 22-minute show by the end of the night. Right, but maybe we'll put, put some a, of the segments that don't N- make yeah. the 22 oh, and a half. Absolutely, on NFL.com. So I'm just trying to give goodies. Workshopping. Workshopping. It's, it's a work in progress. It really yeah. is. We gotta get greenlit. We're gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna we're gonna get greenlit. We're gonna get greenlit. We're gonna get greenlit, and then when we finally get a little bit of a budget, we'll get follower belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, David. Maybe we need to mic you up too. If, what do you think? I'm good in this role. You're fine. I'm I kind of like fine. the I like the the, the the voice coming in that doesn't have the mic. It's just a little it's a little rough around the edges. What do you think, Del Tufo? Key sound man, A one. I'm not impressed. I think far with a mic would actually work. He likes it with the mic. He likes it with the mic. Yeah. Rich likes you with the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Del likes you with the mic. <laughs> All right, Spoon. This was your first this podcast was. foray. Yes, it was. And I Thank cannot be much. more excited that you're the you're you're the man to leave this spoon. to the next the next level. Thank you. And then you you know who loves he's going to love some spoon. Miss Miss what's her name? Yeah, Miss what's her or is it name? Ms? It's Ms. Right? It Ms. 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 What's her name? Ooh, can't mm. wait. Yeah, she's super cute. That's right.
There we go. I like it. I know. Well, hopefully keep people posted I will keep them posted. And we'll keep them posted. Yes. I like to put You know, I, I hate I'll to put, say this. This is Would this you is, mind if I this put is my calling out? sandwich in your lunchbox? <laughs> Ziploc. Something about a Ziploc. No? Ziploc. I don't uh, know if that's lunchbox? no good. That's no good. Lunchbox. All of these are, are somewhat Just terrible. Uh, yeah, they're, creepy. They're, they're all really creepy. Don't, all of these are not usable, <laughs> no. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. Just just give them the straight fix up. I mean, hopefully I don't need the pickup line if Kara's. No. Yeah, that would be really awesome. But here's the bad thing is that if this is. This is my friend Spoon. Would you like to see my sharpener? Built in sharpener. If you're going to use it, get it right. But here's the th- here. What if here's okay. the thing too? What Uh-oh. if this is Ms. Wright, and you two hook up and move forward? At what point do you play this horrible conversation for her <laughs> and say this is what conversation we yeah. had during nap time? Yeah. During nap time on Sunday before the uh, Sunday night football game, Steelers game. No. Uh, all right, let's wrap it up. Yep. I want to thank uh, no, Mark... really. Let's keep this going. Uh, I want to thank Mark Sanchez uh, for for coming in. I want to thank uh, Warren Sapp. That was a great hookup with Tony Dungy. Very, he, he, very got, cool. he got he got cool. misty. Warren started get, tearing up. Oh, we surprised him with Tony Dungy. He started tearing up. And those are the things you'll see on the podcast now. There you you can go. see tears. And I thank you, Spoon. Thank you very much. I Rich. thank you, Kara Henderson. I want to thank uh, Mike Del Tufo. Don't just wave now. You've got a microphone. You're welcome, Rich. Thank you. Oh, who knew? Very Baba Barry White now. <laughs> what's happening? See, this is what happens when television. What's that principle? What's that principle? You know, when you start, when you when you, when you observe something, it changes. It automatically changes. Uh, it's, it's a very, it's intellectual. Principle? I don't know. It's a Duke education. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look out! Look out! Uh, so, thanks to all. Uh, that's it for this edition of the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa John's. Matthew Stafford's on next week's show. Absolutely, already got that yep. one done. Um, and um, you never know. The TV All side things. of things may start bringing some. Uh, Mark Hertzlick, so. Hertzlick, going to be on this podcast next Very week. Cool. I'm really excited. Yeah. I've, ne- I've never met him, so I'm excited to, to chat Just with him. That quick Skype uh, on the draft day. That's it. No, I didn't. I didn't chat with him. Yeah. I didn't even talk to him. We just looked at him. Yeah. So uh, Hertzlick <laughs> and Stafford, and you never know who else because TV brings out the worst in people. Clearly. Clearly. What's gotten into me? I don't yeah. even know who I am anymore. Wait a minute. You have a podcast? I do. Kara Anderson. Uh, Spandin. Spandin Daftery. Spandin Daftery. Spoon, thanks. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank That's you, it for the Rich Eisen podcast presented by Papa John's. You can follow me at Rich Eisen. Give, me your, give yours out again. At Spoon33. And ca- at, at Karen, Karen Henderson. Henderson. Del Tufo, what do you have? Let's get your numbers up. At NFL Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, who do you work for? I'm confused. <laughs> I can't tell who you work for with that NFL shirt and that NFL hat and uh-oh. He's getting up out of his chair. I don't even want to see through the glass. The short uh, hopefully he has a belt on. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, David Fallon. Who else do we give shout-outs to? We got to? TD in there, also running a second camera. Okay. Dan Fleshner, he was here. Let's give him a shout-out. Here, we just did. Uh, that's it for the Rich Eisen Podcast, presented by Papa Johnson. Stay listening to 